Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This Wednesday afternoon, it is Lori and Julia getting to your evening here on My Talk 1071. Here we are. We're back. Okay, so um, there's just so much to dig into, but I do want to tell you that um, I do not understand why the Daily Mail is doubling down so hard on Nicole Kidman right now. I really, I don't understand. She's Since Tom Cruise lives in London. And he probably has promised them access for Mission Impossible stuff and go ahead and crap all over Nicole Kidman. A tit for tat, similar to what Buckingham Palace sometimes does. This just blows me away, though, because they this is the second day in a row mm-hmm. that they've published um, stories. The, yesterday was... Um, Nicole Kidman is hopeful that her um, children with Tom Cruise will show up for She's getting this special image award. I feel like, is it an Australian award? No, it's the AFI, American Film Institute. So this is still going forward, and and she just... She's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award at this ceremony whenever it happens. You know, I think it airs in November. I'm not sure if that's when it's filmed, but... That's what it's for. That's what it's for. So now today's headline is inside Nicole Kimmon's strained relationship with her adopted children, Bella and Connor. Thanks to Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. From missing both their weddings to never acknowledging them in award speeches and claiming they refused to call her mom. This is the meanest headline for a mom who's been um, called a suppressant mm-hmm. by the Church of Scientology because Nicole Kimmon and Tom Cruise, when they were married, adopted two young children, Bella and Connor. And up until the very finagled divorce Mm -hmm. by the head of the Scientology Church, David Miscavige's involvement to get Tom Cruise to be more of a Scientologist because he was getting away from it. That's right. Brought him back into the fold, major big time. The children went with Tom Cruise and started Scientology because at five years old? Six Six is when they start getting indoctrinated. And the kids, I think, were seven and nine when they split up. So they'd already begun that process they had begun it and so um this is just the meanest thing to say they um from missing both their weddings well first of all she was never invited and never would be invited yeah she's considered suppressive in fact david miscavige whispered in tom cruise's ears so hard all through their marriage and then she got it when they went to london to film eyes wide shut she almost had him out of it yeah because that movie was two years yeah but Miscavige never liked Nicole Kidman because her father is a psychologist, yes. a psychiatrist, yes. and that is evil in Scientology. And it not 
not that this is like why she tweeted it, but Leah Remini tweeted this yes. today. She said, I am not a critic of Scientology, as some in the press like to refer to me. Movies and restaurants and books have critics. Critics express their opinions. What Scientology does to its members and enemies is not a matter of opinion. It's seven decades of facts based on L. Ron Hubbard's written policies. Referring to me as a critic, media is using a Scientology talking point to diminish my credibility. I'm a survivor and a whistleblower. Every former Scientologist who speaks out against this abusive criminal organization is a survivor and a whistleblower. And the one thing that, and that is all true, and mm-hmm. I do hate that, that people uh, use the Scientology word, but Nicole, out of the respect and love she still has for these kids who've As been in- alienated, taught to say she's suppressive, she has not been a whistleblower. Ever. Or a critic. She survived it. Yep. She got out of it like Katie Holmes did. But she is not saying anything because she does love her children, even though it is a love that's not reciprocated. And she probably doesn't fault her kids. She faults Scientology, but she's still going to... 100%. And and she... I mean, they didn't even, they didn't go to her father's funeral, their grandfather's right. funeral. But they had been cut off by a good six years by that point. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. But again, that's like what other religion, quote unquote, does that? Forces you, okay, if you don't believe anymore, we can't see you anymore. Nothing to do with you. You're an evil it, person. It's really... Um, but that's why they want access to Tom Cruise when Mission Impossible. I one hundred percent believe you, Lori, because he lives over in there, and they want access. So this is like two days in a row for something that's not happening till December. It's mean. It is. I just feel like it's and mean. it's it's a calculated, specific tit for tat. This is what the Daily Mail does. Mm-hmm. They will run flattering stories on. King Chuck in exchange for a bad story sure. somewhere else, or whatever. This it is the most toxic media ever. I just can't imagine as a mom though, you get divorced from someone mm. and they are never allowed to talk to you again. Mm-hmm. And the and the pressure what that would do to a child's psyche because they're told you don't get to speak with your mom and dad. And once but you their pol the policies of L. Ron Hubbard explain all that away it's mm. like a brainwashing and these kids didn't have a chance they didn't not being able i mean i don't know that we're going to be alive long enough to f- see how this all shakes out julia i'm ready for the katie holmes and nicole kidman <laughs> book i know in 2026 surviving tom cruise in scientology mm-hmm. And why its tax-exempt status should be revoked immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to happen until he dies in an accident. They won't mention a word. Oh, no. No, it, it really is something, though. But I just, I feel for them. Yeah. Because how painful, she already knows that the kids... Good good um, computer armchair detecting, reading those, you know, those headlines. Oh, back to that. Because yesterday, I'm like, why are they going after her? Yeah. Right now, she's got mm-hmm. not, there's no new movies, there's no new pictures, nothing's new. It's mm-hmm. like... We need a headline today. Mission Impossible is coming. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Random Thoughts. 
Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. We have been working with you for years, but we've never really talked about prenups. Give us the lowdown. Well, a prenup in the state of Minnesota is also called an anti-nuptial. So if you hear that, they're talking about the same thing as a prenup. Um, I encourage a lot of people to consider getting them, whether you have a ton of assets or little assets. It makes everything much more streamlined. You know what you're entering into. You've got your agreements in place if you get divorced in the future. They also address what you will do with your assets in the event of death. So it really helps for estate planning, and it really just helps for the future to avoid disputes. I love that. Okay, so, but what about a post-nup? Post-nuptial agreements are simply agreements that people who are already legally married enter into that, again, will also address what would happen to their assets in the event of divorce or in the event of death. So again, these really can help streamline the process in the future. Great information, and for your free one-hour divorce consultation, go to trustorlaw.com or use my tech keyword divorce. Random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Okay, so this is for everybody who likes to use a certain word that starts with an F and has three letters after it, and you like to type it out in text messages. Because if you have an Apple phone, you have never been allowed to type out that word and send it in a text. I didn't know that. It's It self-corrects, and it always says duck. I, again, another reason why Android is superior. But no one else knows how to use it but three people. <laughs> so whenever you have problems, we're like, we can't help you. We don't know it. But, Mike, you've known this, Oh, right? yeah, yeah. When you start typing it in there, it always yeah. goes to something it's else. It's self-correcting. That is terrible. Mm-hmm. It, they are not. That gonna, is censorship. They're you, shifting over. Good. Uh, to a different autocorrect system that's more tailored to you, not just to a dictionary. And it's not going to happen immediate, but it's going to happen in a few months. But it's um, sometimes you just want to say that and people have had to give the middle finger mm-hmm. or different things. But sometimes you just want to do that. But now a couple of months, you'll be able to just write what's on your mind. I had no idea that Apple was so prudish. Well, you, you can once you type it out, if it and does it, that, you can go and change the first letter and make it whatever you can. You, oh. you, you can. If you've already typed it, you have to go back in yes, and change exactly, it. It's yeah. a two step process. Mm-hmm. Now you can just beat one with your words. There you go. Right. One with your one syllable, syllable <laughs> words. Um, this is Father's Day is like two weekends, right? Two weekends away. Yep. Next Sunday, a week mm-hmm. from Sunday. Oh my gosh, it's so quick. Mm-hmm. So Goop, Gwyneth Paltrow and her Goop guide came out with father, her Father's Day guide. You mean her pretentious Father's Day guide. <laughs> Listen, yeah. there's a couple things because it's kind of funny because someone did on E! Um, online did a price check on how much it would be some of the things she's offering on Goop versus how much they would be on... In a store. In a store or mm-hmm. on Amazon. And there's 12 items that are listed that you would buy that are the same price or someplace... They're even kind of cheaper on Goop. But I just want to tell you some of the highlights of the list. You remember when I got you that sand cloud Turkish towel? Oh, yeah. I beach love that towel thing. wrap. Yes. Have you heard of that brand, Mike? Sand cloud? I have not. No. What's a friend of mine this? bought me one, too. Okay. And a friend of mine, Heather, turned me on to those. They're these Turkish, beautiful cotton, cotton quick dry blanket beach towel cover up sarongs. They do kind of everything. Okay. Um, they're just wonderful. There might be like, 60 bucks. Yeah. Um, you can get the same thing um, for $890 on, on Goop. Goop. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. And it's this brand called um, Millette, M-E-L-I-T-E. I don't know what it is, but $890 for a beach towel. Mm-hmm. That was one of them. There is a um, single wine carrier, which is just 
like a thermos that you would put your bottle of wine into, kind of like a leather thing with a tie at the top. That is, we've posted all this on the Lord. Right. It was fun to kind of pursue because I always get a kick out of it. $790. What? <laughs> for a leather <laughs> legging for a bottle of wine? Basically, I love it that it's a legging. It's a wine legging. Uh-huh. That one was crazy. Okay. Um, the thing that um, I saw that I've never seen before, and I haven't been, you know, looking for one, um, is the Hugo Lilo. <laughs> um Hands-free vibrator for prostate stimulation. So okay. they have a couple things for men's. Okay. I don't know any dads who want to get any kind of a sex toy That's from I'm... their kid. And nor do they want to talk about their prostates. We encourage ejaculation and orgasms, self-pleasuring, because it is an issue, prostate cancer. I mean, the prostate that is real, yeah. you got to keep using that thing no matter how you use it. But that is a gift your dad buys for himself. And I can promise you there's no kid who wants to get that for his dad Absolutely either. Absolutely not. Oh. I mean, serious. She is so pretentious. It is. It is. I think it she's is actually. The, but again, it gets her publicity, Lori. She is smart as a fox in some of this stuff. Mm. Well, all right. Let me tell you what else. Um, there is an amber tartan. Um, shirt, which looks like a flannel men's shirt. Okay, okay, basically. Like a nice one you could get at Pennies or Kohl's. Or Macy's or Nordy's. Or Nordy's maybe yeah. for 150 at those places. Right. But here it's $2,350. Oh. And here's the tagline. If it's good enough for Brad Pitt, it's good enough for you. Oh, see, again, the pretentiousness. Mm-hmm. The princess pretension. She doesn't know how not to be pretentious. She's a pretentious a-hole. In fact, I think she should start selling that as a t-shirt. <laughs> Goop. Be a pretentious a-hole. Revel in it. You're Just imagine the Kohl's cash you'd get back if you bought a $2,300 shirt. Oh, <laughs> my God. I love that you just said that, but you, the key is remembering when to use it. Yes, exactly. Mine always expires <laughs> in my wallet. My, I've had uh, so yes. much $50 in Kohl's cash, but yeah. whoever remembers to use it. I do. You, I never do. I'm terrible at that stuff. Then finally, the thing I was just thinking about when you said be a pretentious a-hole, it mm-hmm. reminded me back to the New Jersey Housewives last night. So they were t- telling you're an a-hole. No, you're an a-hole. No, mm-hmm. you're an a-hole. Would. No, your fake nose is like my fake nose. No, your chin implants yeah. like mine, but you're an a-hole. I know, kindergarten. It's, it's bad words. It's unbelievable. And then finally someone says, yes, I'm in Melissa Gorga. Yes, I'm an a-hole and I'm proud. Yeah. I mean, literally that came out again. <laughs> So grade school fighting. That came out, yeah. When that came out, I'm just yeah. like, this show, mm-hmm. what is reduced us to this, but it's sometimes better than watching the news. Mm-hmm. So I kind of appreciated it. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find Find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Other so there's um they have, you know, some fuzzy long shorts that you could with Wait, a drawstring. Fuzzy? For, you know, they look like that. Um they look comfortable, Lori. Okay, for men like fuzzy? A, well, like um a nice I can't, it's not a felty, it's not a, it's, you know, what are all the pullover jackets made out of? Fleece? Fleece. Fleece okay. shorts. Okay. That are really look kind of yummy, but they were $175. Yeah, I but mean, go you, look you can at go to Gap or Target and get those things. But I want to mention <laughs> sandcloud.com. That's a good. Those are, and they always have sales going on. Yeah, but you're not getting your data sandcloud. No. No. I mean, no. I'm just saying, is that a, is no. that something my dad wants? No, but it's something you might want. Yeah, you for sure. Because dads are so hard. I, to buy they for, are, and maybe that's why you get him the hands-free vibrator for prostate stimulation. Oh, geez, dads are terrible to buy for. You buy him a bottle of whiskey. You buy him if he drinks. You if know. he doesn't drink, yeah. I'm for just years. I always got my dad a Harley gift card. Because he spends... He loves it. the accessories. One year, my sister and I were laughing about this quite a while ago. Neither of us had any money. And we were hungover from Grandma's Marathon. Hadn't bought him a present. Went to Walgreens and bought car washing stuff. Okay. A turtle new sponge. Hacks. The turtle wax. Because my dad... Motor, you know, chamois. Chamois. Blah, 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 blah. And we just thought it was the lamest thing ever. A, a bug off thing, you know. Just, I mean, we ended up spending, you know, like 75 bucks on all this stuff. And we're just like, oh, God, Dad's going to know. We didn't put any thought. He thought it was great. I think that's he so needed thoughtful. new stuff. All the bug off he wanted to try, but it was like $10, you know, for getting bugs off the windshield <laughs> and your car, you know. Right. He ended up really liking that. Right. And don't ever forget. A poem and a picture that you put in a frame, you know, if oh. you don't have any money, or be a limerick chanteuse. Anything about why you uh, love your parents. Yeah, it goes all the way. Note and then, like, you know, a card or put, mm-hmm. get a good picture and put in a frame and, mm-hmm. and then make one for yourself so you have matching. Um, Mike, you're a guy. I we, am. We'd like to point that out to our listeners. Yeah. Um, is there anything? Is it a struggle for a guy to buy a dad a, a Father's Day? Thank gift? you, Laurie. Sure. Yeah, it kind of is. I like to go. Him and I are both into uh, antiques and just like weird stuff, so mm-hmm. it always works out well because I can usually, you know, get him a couple things that have whatever value. But then you just find something random that he yeah. would just never be expecting. Something, and we both kind of have the same interests and the same. We think the same, you know, antiquey things are cool. So yeah. uh, I always like to try to incorporate one of those yeah. as well. Dad, I found you an amazing pewter pot from the <laughs> there you go nineteenth century. <laughs> a Ford tractor seat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, go, yeah. okay. Because I always yeah. wonder: do men, do uh, do guys yes. have a hard time buying their dad's gifts? And they have a harder time buying a Mother's Day gift? Is it just women who have a hard time? I I don't know. My theory is that, at least as dads get older, they just buy what they want when they want. Right, but I also, I always think a card telling someone why you love them Mm -hmm. and why they're a special dad, if they are, that always works. Yeah, absolutely. Literally, that's never changed. Mm -hmm. Just tell me why you love me. Mm -hmm. That's all you need. It's the big day. Well, anyway, if you want to get the $890 beach blanket, feel free to go to the Lori and Julia show page. It's kind of, it's fun to peruse. Yeah. The pretentiousness. The pretentiousness. Mm -hmm. 
It's like getting the Neiman Marcus catalog exactly. every month Yes, on Goop. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, oh my gosh, we can't tell you. Chef Surprise. It's Lori and Julie here. We love Furniture Manor, and we know you will, too. Depending on what you're looking for, I've got a friend who was just looking for a love seat. I'm like, go mm. to Furniture Manor, mm-hmm. figure out what they have. Because Be- the other thing with their love seat selection, because they have a lot of them throughout and all the different mm-hmm. things, is the sizes. Because sometimes people want an oversized love seat, yes. sometimes you want a more demi. Right. And so I never even realized that you could have like all these. Oh, of course. And couches come in all different yeah, lengths, yeah, yeah. too. But, but it was they just really kind of refreshing to see the selection. They have a great selection at Furniture Manor. And a lot of the furniture, if you want, it's customizable. And if you don't want, you. Love something on the showroom floor, you can take it with you. I think you're going to be in awe of the pricing. Uh, Furniture Manor is a wonderful place to shop for your furniture, for your accessories, for your home. You will love it. Furniture Manor. Three days ago when he flew into Manchester, the Manchester football team crossed paths with him at the airport. And the team broke out into this song when they saw Elton. I love that. Isn't that great? I love that. And he, um, you know, he, I think his final show is Glastonbury. Um, Sunday, he's on the Pyramid stage and he's, there's going to be surprise guests. It's a completely different set list. And I believe it's his final, final show. And he's not saying who the special guests are going to be, but he was on GMA on Monday and just said, He's been having so much fun saying goodbye because he has all of these cities he's played on this. It seems never ending because he announced it like in January of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. He was going, then everything had to be canceled. But he basically, every city he's ever played, and he's been a act that's really never stopped touring. He told Lara, I'm having so much fun saying goodbye to the fans and I'm, I know I, this will be the last time I'm going to spend time with my boys, but I am just enjoying it so, so much. And he really did look happy. And I thought, what a, what a way to end at Clastonbury in your home country. Right. You know, it's like basically there Coachella meets Jazz Fest or the hugest music festival. So, um, anyway, and people are dazzled. He's getting rave, oh, rave I know, views. I know. The people that yes, went here, I know people inside, went but here. I've been now he's Seattle. down to the end because the this June twenty fifth is coming mm-hmm. up. But here's what he uh, talked to uh, Lara about for you know his um, Elton AIDS, what, what he does for raising money for HIV AIDS. I cannot believe it's been thirty one years um, since you launched the Elton John AIDS Foundation, and the work that you've done have just has just been remarkable as well. Um, and today, on June fifth, you start the Rocket Fund. Tell us about this this turbocharging moment for you. Well, it's my foundation's uh, one hundred and twenty five million dollar initiative to turbocharge our work. Uh, for people living with HIV and AIDS around the world. And we, we've come an awful long way, 31 years. Well, I recently went to South Africa uh, and had a great visit with some congressmen and, and uh, some senators. It was just a wonderful trip. It was celebrating PEPFAR. Um, but there's more to do to end this virus for everyone who is suffering from it, especially young people mm-hmm. and uh, groups like LGBTQ+. So um, we still have work to do. 
But um, that's why I'm launching this, because I, we really want to end the AIDS situation by 2030. We think it is possible. We think it's doable. Um, so we just want to get a move on. Wow. Yeah, and mm -hmm. that's the money to get the drugs in yep. all these different countries that maybe don't have access to the everything. So it's just fantastic. I just, I, I just loved him. He had a, he had a new uh, toupee on, a new uh, hair system, and it was had a little bit more curly wave to it. Julia, I I really liked it. And he was just he was just kind of giddy. He just said he's having so fun. And if you do think, I, I really regret that I I missed I, him on the I farewell know. tour. He does have such a huge repertoire of the uh, kinds so of many, music, beyond. you know, 70s and yeah. 80s. It's just, it is kind of incredible. And here's a little something, because I thought this was kind of cute the other day, is that, um, you know, he has been on stage forever, and he will well, he never... the Troubadour when we saw Rocket Man and read yes. his book, e Me, was it 74? I don't even know. Mike, do you know? I think sure. it was no, something no, no. like that. Okay. It was his been first forever. 74, 72, something like that. And he, that was where he played, the Troubadour in L.A. And he says he feels exposed without his trademark glasses. Mm -hmm. By the way, he has a contract with Gucci to wear their spectacles on the stage. Well, and he, he always said, has such good glasses. I know. He said that in the early 80s, he tried to do it without the glasses. No. I feel naked without my glasses. I feel you, Elton. He said, they gave me confidence. I'm not what I am without him. I felt exposed. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I didn't know that he, I would not think that he would have a contract, but he has a Gucci contract. Julia, I still could cry thinking about losing my Gucci prescription sunglasses that I got 25 years ago. It was, I spent $300 on them. Where did you lose them? Uh, I'm a motor, my, when I had my motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I set them on my saddlebag and drove off or, or moved. And then I was like, wait, mm -hmm. where are my glasses? And so I, I don't know. That's all I know is I was in Sturgis when I mm. lost them. There could be several explanations, <laughs> including making out in a forest and a bike tipping over. And they could have fallen out of my bag there. But they, they were Gucci and they were oh. so wonderful. This is like 98 because they were big. Yeah, they are big. They were they were big, and they had some they had some heft on the side of them, yeah. so they were good for riding a motorcycle. And of course, glamorous beyond belief. I thought I was like, oh, God, look at me, Mama. Mm -hmm. I have a picture of me in the other room, and I'm in my Gucci glasses. Mm -hmm. And I was so devastated about losing that. I thought I can never buy another pair of Gucci sunglasses again. And then we started working here and then working with Envision and found all kinds of wonderful I we really I wear did. brands, but Gucci, I love that for him. Is isn't that kind of fun? Mm -hmm. so and I'm so sure cute. they're custom. Oh, of course. You know, uh, like I'm in the mood for this because he's always gotta wear the stars, you know, like when he does Rocket Man. Rocket Man or yeah. whatever. He he has a lot of them. That's a good book, it's Elton part John. Of his, yep, his yep. book Me, I, I read oh, it. The really beyond. wonderful. So uh, so Harrison Ford was I don't know what interview this was. It was last week and he was talking about the time that he met Elton John after Elton had finished his book Me and it wasn't published yet. Okay. Did you guys talk about this last no, week? No, I didn't I didn't even okay, know about this story. So Harrison Ford is telling the reporter that, you know, Elton was very enthusiastically impressing upon Harrison Ford 
you should write a book. You've had an amazing life. Think, look at the movies you've been in. You were a late in life. You were a carpenter. You were the right? pot dealer in Laurel Canyon. You know, uh, he look, at does, where you, look at you now. Yeah, you're you're 32. You really have a great, you know, like this great story. story. You've got to write a book. Right? I had so much fun doing it. And he was going on and on. And Harrison Ford was so taken by how, you know, ebullient. Um, Elton was that he didn't have he didn't have the heart to tell him. Oh, I've been asked a million times, and I'm just right. too lazy. I don't want right. to do that. He, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks, thanks for the idea. Uh, no, I yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm it. working on it. He lied <laughs> to it. him. Love it. He lied to Absolutely him. Absolutely love it. So he could not tell Elton that no, but he would have stories. But of oh, course, oh my god, yes. You know, well, Carrie, of- Carrie Fisher told her um, Harrison, so uh, Harrison Ford that because he was married when they yes, he when was. he got cast in that Space Cowboy movie, as Carrie Fisher called it when she was like, <laughs> I thought this was the worst script I'd ever seen. Mark ha- Harmel talked about that Hamill. too. Hamill just said he I- said nobody talks like this. I have no idea what you're talking about. And um, but anyway, Harrison Ford and they had a three month affair in the filming of that mm-hmm. movie, and he was married. And no one had ever known that until she wrote that in her book. And she got a lot of crap about it. From him, too. hmm So, I appreciate the dish. You did. I, I thought And it was... I thought, who cares? It's so long ago. You're not even married eh, to that woman. Eh. You know, but uh, his wife with that. Yeah. supported him. He's a carpenter. Yeah. I think she wrote the screenplay to E.T. His ex-wife? The one he cheated on with uh, Carrie really? Fisher. Oh, yeah, pretty right. sure. Melissa, Melinda, Julia, I got a legacy right. gossip mine that's, um, it's like a football field, and it's it's kind of kind of uncannily accurate with some of this deep dive stuff. But I, I'm pretty sure his wife was the script writer. Melissa Matheson? That's her. That's her. Did she write E.T.? She uh, was known for writing the screenplays for The Black Stallion and E.T., Thank you very much. You got it. Who needs Google? Me, but I you don't. Have, wait a minute. <laughs> and that was his wife. She died at eight when she was just sixty-five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they, I don't think that the affair. I don't know if she ever knew about that affair, but anyway, they, they. She doesn't look. She's. They, they broke up yeah. quite a long time ago. I mean, he's been married to Callista Flockhart for at least twenty, twenty-five years. Their son just graduated from college. Their divorce in 04. Yeah, so long And then time. Uh, 2010 is when she mm-hmm. when he married uh, Calista. Mm-hmm. Wow, Lori. That just, that was a good deep Was dive. that a I'm good one? Of, mm-hmm. Like sometimes, every once in a while, I usually know what she knows, but I forget you're four years older. <laughs> See, blow, blow. So you have four years more of gossip reading than I ever had. No, so I, mean, I am impressed with that deep cut. I didn't be, know that one. That will be when I know something is wrong with my mind is that I do have like I, uncanny so recollection. Do I, but you that do one is some, We both do. But that one like, was big. But I do have like, I, 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 I blame or credit all my years of reading Vanity Fair, mm. People Magazine. I have always loved all the celebrities. So did I. And my grandma, Fudge, was subscribed to... This is really dating me, I know. But they were, like, the movie magazines were called Photo Play 
and confidential and maybe one called screen time. And they were almost, some of them were almost like the studio would provide the content to the magazine, Mm -hmm. you know, but they also had, there were, there's always been gossip columnists or whatever, but these magazines were very fan favorite with the photos supplied from the studios and stuff like that. So I always... I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Just loved the pictures and loved the the stories. That, I'm very impressed with that deep cut because I guess I didn't know that one, which bugs me. I knew he was married, and but I, I think didn't he know that. had two children. I think he they did. had two children. He did have two children. Did you know he was the pot dealer of Laura Yes, Cannon? I already knew all that. Okay. The carpenter. Yeah, we knew that, but right. that was a... All right. Yeah, he was swinging more than a saw and a hammer. Uh-huh. I think he was... If you ever seen photo... I'm well, you see him in, as Han Solo. He's hot. Devastatingly good looking. Beyond. Macho, the kind of the kind of man other men in detective novels refer to as a panty dropper. Okay. Oh, oh gosh. There's there's an old word for you. <laughs> Is that even politically correct? A panty dropper, but that 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 I'm saying in an old hard boiled detective novel. That's what the guy would describe. Uh, a rugged, handsome man. Okay. Panty dropper. Oh, my gosh. That is so... That's a funny one. All right. We're going to come back with Hollywood speak. And somebody's going to quit Hollywood for a while. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll be right back. Lori, I've got some Hemsworth Hollywood speak for you. Ooh. Chris Hemsworth mm-hmm. says that uh, it's super depressing when directors like Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino... Tino have publicly shamed Marvel movies. There goes two of my heroes I won't work with. I guess they're not a fan of me. And then, and he says, um, I don't love it that people scrutinize each other when there's so much space in this business. Chris, 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 let me be your publicist for one second. I don't know why you would say never this. complain, never explain. Right. You are Thor. You don't need to explain. You don't need to complain. You don't need to answer uh, you. There's other ways to answer that. You never know what could happen. It shows that you, your feelings were hurt naturally. But as your publicist, I would have told you to just say, you know, everyone, you know, there's another diplomatic way of answering that. Don't answer with your heart on your sleeve. Don't explain. Don't complain. Okay. What do you think, Mike? I love it. I yeah, mean, I he's in the universe. Yeah. I mean, he's... he doesn't need to answer that question. And by answering that question in so much detail, it shows how hurt, hurt he I was. I know, I know. And is. Okay, Disney finally breaks <laughs> its silence, reveals Johnny Depp's future as Captain Jack Sparrow could possibly happen after all. Okay, Julia, oh. a year ago uh-huh. when Johnny Depp, when that trial ended... I will we, never... We, I know he said he would never mm-hmm. work with them again. I said, 
when they count up the coins and they figure out how to do it, Disney is hella going to reach out to Johnny Depp. A Pirates of the Caribbean reunion kind of cast thing I would go to. I loved those movies until they got too dark that you couldn't watch them on TV. They got off track. They yep. got the wrong, right? The wrong yeah. directors, yep, yep. bloated mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe in the right hands, it could be good. Johnny Depp would do it in a heartbeat. Disney will have two years worth of meetings about it and all kinds of stipulation and legals. I mean, Johnny Depp won't get be just given the briefcase of money. No. He's going to be... He'll He's have getting all... that from Savage by Devor, Dior. Dior, that's right. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I can't believe Johnny Depp's... Uh, Jean Duberry or whatever the name that French film Jean he's in is got a a, a dis- distributor in here. the United States. It did. I heard it wasn't very good though. Well, we know that, but people are going to it in it's Paris, a, it, w- all of France, and why? Because it's about King Louis. The, the I don't know if he's the Sun King or which King, but it's about the mistress. This is uh, they'll gobble this up in France, mm-hmm. maybe a little in England, but here. Mike, what do you think? Got a seven-minute standing ovation, as they normally do. And no, no, that's that's yeah, I, just cursory. Yo. That's what the, a, a good one yep. is 20 minutes. Okay, gotcha, 12 gotcha. 12 minutes, 15. Everybody gets five. Mm-hmm. Seven is just... Okay. Yeah. We got to do it. Got to go we through gotta the We got to do it. They gave mm-hmm. it a little bit more. But, I mean, would you go see this movie? I don't think so. I like... went in a movie theater. If it was on at home, I'd totally see it. Yes. I would totally home, watch it. I would. Yeah. Totally. I went and saw uh, W, that terrible movie Madonna, Madonna made about Wallace Simpson. I know you did. because With Auntie Marlene in the Dinah Theater. Because she looked at me and she just said, I do love a period piece. But that was terrible. It was terrible. But that was the nice thing she said about, oh, I love a period. Because the costuming was... Great and okay. Uh, here's a Hollywood speak okay. for you. So, um, Catherine, they're during Variety's Actors on Actors interviews. Catherine Heigl sat down with Ellen Pompeo, Pompeo to discuss what happens after you fumble easy money. No, wait, that that wasn't what the topic was. <laughs> okay, they worked together on Grey's Anatomy, yeah. and Catherine Heigl left in like the f- fifth year. Fumbled easy yeah, money. She did, okay. She did. Yep. Here's what she said. She said that the success of Grey's Anatomy, it gave me this confidence that was this false sense of confidence. It was rooted in something that couldn't and maybe wouldn't last for me. So then I started getting real mouthy because I did have a lot to say. Kevin Heigl said that? Yeah. So she had a false sense of confidence and then she just went with her mouth. It did get her in a lot of trouble, and it didn't get her a lot of jobs. But I think she's a very good actress. In the Hollywood Don't Do This manual, mm-hmm. they just have a picture of <laughs> Katherine Heigl. Okay? But yet, at the same time, the one because thing... Because she did she blow it... Big time. So hard. And she was so beloved. She was so beloved on Grey's Anatomy. She, she's doing really hard to be as humble humble as possible in that interview. Uh, Sarah's a huge fan of Grey, so we watched a chunk of that yeah, interview. Okay. And it was really funny because one, one of the stories she shared is, I was at the store, and we're sitting there, and I could see these two people were talking out from the distance. And the one younger one started walking up towards me, and she says, Hello, do you, do you happen to know anything about Grey's Anatomy? 
Yes, I do. Do you know Izzy from Grey's Anatomy? And she's like, yeah, I'm aware of the character. Are you her mother? Oh. That was the, okay. That's she very, really is reaching down to be She is trying to do her hardest to be humble in that interview, which that's is it was funny. Fun. Yeah, there were you a couple know, Firefly Lane, Lane was good. You guys, I know you mm. wouldn't watch it, Lori, but I really liked it. The Kristen Harmel thing on Netflix with um, Catherine Heigl. Yeah, yeah, I like her. Yeah, yeah I always yeah. liked her. Twenty Seven Dresses, I thought mm-hmm. was darling. But then she dissed Rogan. Yeah, she did not like him at all. Okay, at all. they hated each other. I mean, it's kind of, it's corporate America job rule 101. Don't reply all and don't diss the people that are giving you a paycheck. Yes. Those are the two big you, rules. You do do that's kitchen table don't talk. Don't ever that's reply all your friends. <laughs> These are the um, rules. We worked in corporate America a very you, long time. You can't get on a soapbox and start yelling in the very environment. I mean, it would be great to think that you can, but you really can't. You have to vent private. Yeah, you do. And she vented so out loud. Remember she said, don't nominate me she for did. an Emmy. She hated her storyline. Wow. She told Shonda Rhimes. She didn't want her episode. She didn't want her story to be. I mean, okay, really, but, I it's mean, arrogant. The, the, it it's is very arrogant. arrogant. It's arrogant. I always like tell, I said. We the, tell this place, don't nominate us for a Gracie. We yeah, have right. to win another one. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have too many. We have two. Well, I, I mean, great. every she was young and dumb and full yep. of middle fingers, and yep. and she screwed herself. Yep, basically. Yeah, I wonder if um, Alan Pompeo was. Um, you know, getting a text from Shonda, are you going to ask about me? Oh, you know, yeah. but they didn't bring up Shonda. Because think about that. Ellen Pompeo did say one thing, because Ellen Pompeo had young children, too. Mm-hmm. And she said the hours they made us work. Oh, and yeah. you think of the episodes they used to have to do back in the day For versus Network what TV. the streamers are doing. Yeah. It, was, it was just... Uh, way too much. Yeah. And I believe that. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. you think of all the down boring time. Right. You just sit there and do nothing. When you could be home. Right. Sarah Jessica Parker brings back the Curie necklace. Well, she was cute because she said on the 25th, happy 25th anniversary to Sex in the City. She just had the picture of her necklace. I thought it was cute. I really, you know, I had a name necklace. So did a lot of people. A lot of people did. We got a name like the necklace and it's back and she should probably... Always wear her carry necklace here and there if she, mm, for the right mood. And too hot. I don't know. She was probably jealous that yesterday Kim Cattrall got the cover of Style magazine. I don't think she's jealous at all, Lori, or cares. Oh, well, come on, she's past that. Well, Julia, no, I don't know about well, that. I don't know how much time people like to live in the past, but she, I'm, she doesn't seem. But like it was time. very Kim Cattrall centric the Who last cares? few days. I'm just saying that Sarah Jessica Parker. She's Carrie Bradshaw. We are not to forget that. Nor have we. That's right. With Carrie Nichols. We are giving away tickets to Kesha. Mm -hmm. Sometime in the next hours, hang, hang out with us and be caller number five when we say so.